Hi, I'm Deirdre Veldon and this is Confronting Coronavirus, a daily podcast on the COVID-19 outbreak. I find it very quiet and still enjoyable and it's a lovely place to be where I wish my visitors would come sooner. This is Breda. She's a full-time resident at Oak Lodge Nursing Home in Cloyne County, Cork. People are thinking an awful lot about the infection. They're afraid in case they pick it up and God forbid we never get it in here. Oak Lodge is home to 65 residents and so far they have no confirmed case of the virus. You know we're getting on great and every day it seems seem to be alright just longer, longer and the brighter nights then. So we just miss a visitor now and again out of home. One third of nursing homes in Ireland now have coronavirus and they account for almost half of the COVID-19 deaths across the country. Dermot O'Dolig is the owner of Oak Lodge Nursing Home. There's certainly an awful lot more that uh, could have helped prepare us uh, for this. Uh, none of us realised that we would be pretty much in a huge fight. It's very safe here in the gym. Hmm? It's very safe here. Oh, I feel very safe. Yeah, of course. At least you can close your eyes and go to sleep. But there's none of that showed up yet, has it? You could have it, I don't know, 15 or 18 days before it shows up. That's Jim Ryle. He's another resident here under the care of Dermot and his team. Well, uh, we're just hoping that we can get through it now. And I'd like to be getting back out to my normal life. I think mine are kind of worried over me being here so long. They're feeling it now themselves because they're stuck in their home. Do you know, they're stuck in as well. Do you know, and there's two hours of work. The job's closed down and then my toddler leaves come back to work. Dermot has run Oak Lodge Nursing Home for the last 14 years. And while the crisis brings with it enormous challenges for the staff and residents, it's important to keep that sense of normality going. Every day at Oak Lodge Nursing Home, I see our residents generally, you know, having a sing-song or uh, getting on with the normal activities that they would have always done. In this episode, we get an insight into life at Oak Lodge during the COVID-19 outbreak. Oak Lodge Nursing Home is a 65 resident nursing home in Cloyne in East Cork near Middleton. Uh, We specialise in the care of residents with dementia and we have a fantastic group of staff, uh, very well qualified, and uh, many of whom have been with us over a long number of years. Yeah, this is a major challenge, I suppose, for us at this point in time, but it's great to see the staff actually working together much more so as a team, coming up with ideas, uh, finding out new and novel ways of caring uh, for our residents and putting them in contact with their families and keeping them occupied, keeping them laughing, uh, Dermot, one third of nursing homes in in Ireland, as you know, now have COVID-19 cases, but you've managed to avoid it. How have you managed to keep it at bay? Nearly all nursing homes throughout the country have done, I'm sure, their level best to keep it at bay. Uh, we are very uh, grateful that we haven't had uh, COVID so far. Uh, what we have done, uh, probably like everyone else, really, uh, we immediately locked down to visitors we changed the rosters so the staff would all come in at different times. So they start at five past seven and quarter past seven, 25 past seven. We now have four different changing rooms rather than two so that nobody is together unnecessarily. We're assuming 
pretty much that someone has it in the house and we're asking them to remain always vigilant uh, to try to ensure that doesn't spread. Uh, thankfully, so far, uh, that has worked. We've also a number of things such as free dinners for staff, just so they're not going outside to the shops locally to get a lunch or we're providing accommodation for them. They need to be apart from someone else in the house who may be working in another care facility. We're providing transport for them if they need to travel on their own. Uh, so we've looked at trying to do everything possible. We've taken their temperatures from a very early on stage, maybe around the 15th of March. We began to take uh, staff temperatures twice a day and to record them. And we also asked staff to self-certify from that time that they were in full compliance with all the national guidelines and with best practice guidelines that we're implementing um, in terms of uh, hygiene, hand washing, um, isolating or remaining apart from visitors outside, not socialising. So, and they've been excellent, really, I have to say. It's, it's been fantastic to see so many of them uh, making huge efforts in that regard and being extremely careful for the sake of our residents uh, and our staff. And Dermot, have you had any suspected cases thus far? Yes, we've had uh, one or two suspected cases where someone presented with either a cough or a cold. Uh, we've had staff and uh, a couple of residents where you just wouldn't be sure. And because residents and older people in general aren't always symptomatic, uh, many are asymptomatic, uh, because of that, we have also been very alert to any change and any deviation from uh, their normal behaviour. And we have asked for people to be tested and thankfully uh, that they've come back without COVID uh, to date anyway, and long may that continue. And while you were waiting for those results for, for those suspected cases, uh, what did you do differently or what measures did you put in place? I suppose we redoubled on many of the efforts that we and many other nursing homes are, are doing at the moment because they were suspected did uh, give us an opportunity to fully treat the person as, as you do, as if they were, they were uh, confirmed. We found that staff were terrified to go and care for someone in that case. So we had to work through the fears and show good example, get our clinical nurse management to devise a system where all staff were shown fully by another leader, a clinical nurse manager generally, or our director of nursing, how to approach, how to make sure all the, the donning and the doffing of the PPE, the gowns and the aprons and the masks and all of that is done fully. So we give them ample opportunity to trial it, to practice it, to complete an online course on it. We also have a buddy system where a uh, second person always checks uh, the other person working to ensure that all that is right so they can be really, really sure. Um, many people in the community um, have offered help and uh, UCC uh, offered uh, face visors, uh, which we've been delighted to to accept. And others have brought PP and many other things which have been, been a great help to us as well as we... Uh, uh, work through that. So um, that worked out uh, fairly well. It gave people an opportunity to work through it and to realize that, uh, you know, if we take the right precautions, uh, we all should be safe as well as keeping the residents safe here. Over half of COVID-19 deaths have been in, in nursing homes or care homes. Do you feel that you've been given enough guidance and supplies or equipment to deal with the issue? It's really difficult to say that you have enough guidance or uh, at any point in time in an emergency like this. There's certainly an awful lot more that uh, could have helped prepare us uh, for this. Uh, none of us realised that we would be pretty much in a huge fight 
and it's a massive undertaking. So yeah, we could have got far more guidance at an earlier stage, checklists and all of that. ICWA set up an, an information hub or an infection control hub, which is very useful. HSE have been sending us many, many um, guidelines and different things. It's actually quite difficult to get through them all or to read them all and implement them all. Um, so we have someone nearly full-time reading. Our DO, director of nursing is doing a lot of this reading and collating stuff and saying these are the actions we need to take uh, at our twice-weekly conference calls now or as a management team to ensure that it stays out. So, yeah, there's an awful lot more can be done, and I, I think we'll all learn from this. In a way, because we, like any other nursing home, had flus in other, other years uh, and the norovirus and some of these things, they help to prepare you some degree for this. So lockdown wouldn't be unfamiliar to many nursing homes, but there, this is of a different order altogether. Uh, and it's taking huge energy and huge insight. And we've learned a lot from other nursing homes and indeed from our inspector in, in HICWA and from anyone else who's, who's providing help to us, doctors and geriatricians and all of those. Your nursing home specialises in dementia care. Has this been a particular challenge for you? It has. It's more, certainly more difficult. Uh, we would have 80 to 90% of our residents would have advanced cognitive impairment. Uh, so many are wandering and would have, I suppose, the behaviour and psychological symptoms of dementia, which can be challenging um, for care, but really relate to the needs of our residents. We appreciate it. It's very difficult for, the, for those residents because they cannot understand what is going on or have minimal understanding of what's going on. It's very difficult. They don't understand why they can't have visitors. Uh, their families find it very difficult. But uh, so those challenges, very difficult to isolate or keep them in their rooms. So we have to have extra staffing in each uh, section where possible to engage them. We have more activities on on a one-to-one, be it uh, hand massage or one-to-one -one music, one-to-one -one sessions, chats, putting them on the phone, on FaceTime. So it is very, very uh, difficult for residents uh, with dementia and very hard on staff because you can't, uh, we see from maybe the small number of residents who don't have uh, dementia, much easier for, they stay in their rooms and they're happy once you call in and out and they're, you know, use a fair degree of independence, living on their own, doing their own thing. They're happy to read, to watch the papers and they're following the coronavirus quite a lot. And one man said to me the other day, you know, I'd say this week will tell a lot, a lot now, he said on Sunday, Said if we get over this week now, it's a we'll we'll get through everything, you know, just quite insightful. Um, but for most of ours, unfortunately, they wouldn't have any of that degree of insight. For any centre that has uh, residents with dementia, it's very challenging. How are families keeping in touch with their loved ones? It's in a way, I think, much more difficult at this point in time on families than it is maybe on the residents. Uh, Every day at Oak Lodge Nursing Home, I see our residents generally, you know, having a sing song or uh, getting on with the normal activities that they would have always done. They don't have the benefit of their families coming in to reassure them. And we try to reassure them, say you're safe and there's a virus there and we're making sure uh, that everything is done to keep you safe. Your families are good and safe. And we link them up via phone, via FaceTime, um, Skype and Zoom. And that has been a huge help. Many, many families come to the window and uh, want to chat to them. And of course, they, some speak on the phone as they look in the window so they can be seen and heard in, in real time. We want to facilitate everything possible that would ease that burden on our residents and on our families who 
at this point in time, families of those, you know, who many of whom carry guilt and find it difficult when someone goes into a nursing home and now uh, they're hearing uh, stories that, uh, oh, maybe they're not so competent or maybe uh, the best people aren't looking after mom or dad. And I, I want to reassure them that there are excellent, highly qualified people with masters and uh, HDIPS in gerontology specializing in most nursing homes up and down the country. And if I could say anything, residents are safe and they're getting the best of care. HICWA are keeping a close uh, eye and in regular contact to make sure that we're doing all what is needed um, and they visit when necessary as well or when they deem it necessary in terms of risk. Um, so I believe older people are safe. Families need to be reassured they are safe and that they're excellent, competent people who are experienced in care of the elderly looking after them at this point in time. Dermot, in the case where residents have passed away uh, over the course of the last number of weeks, what has happened in relation to contact with their families? Thankfully, we've only had one uh, case of a resident uh, passing on. And thankfully, again, it wasn't COVID uh, related or uh, to this virus, um, just a normal, natural uh, end, I guess. It was very, very difficult uh, for the family that morning. All happened quite quickly as it happened. And uh, the ambulance came, but it was too late. Uh, the, let's say the priest came to facilitate, but had to stay at the door of the room to say prayers. It's very, very different, a different world. Very little by way of touch or normal things we do to comfort someone you cannot do in those cases. So the family had to, or didn't have to, but I understand, uh, cremated uh, their mom and they weren't able to attend the cremation or the service. Uh, they had a mass in advance and they were a small number were able to attend that. But afterwards, the family told me and I remained in contact with them uh, they said, God, it was awful. We had to bring a flask and drink a drop of tea in the, in the crematorium car park, um, separated by physical distance and social distancing. And the husband had to go home on his own with no family support uh, immediately thereafter uh, to a cold, quiet home um, for the next uh, number of weeks. So that's hugely difficult. Whatever challenges we face, it is nothing to the challenges faced by, by families uh, in a, where someone passes or is deceased or dies during this time. So it's very difficult. Indeed it is. You've been running Oak Lodge for over 14 years now. How are you coping with the stress yourself? Um, a friend of mine sent a text the other day saying it's a really challenging and stressful time, isn't it? And I said, yes, but it's actually genuinely great to be part of something worthwhile uh, at a time like this to remain as calm as one can, um, ensure that everything possible is done. Yeah, of course, there are moments of stress, particularly at the beginning as we tried to get everything done together. We were very lucky to have uh, uh, two excellent clinical nurse managers and a great director of nursing and our clinical director as well. Fantastic. They put together a contingency plan outlining, I think there was 284 or so items of actions to be undertaken. And that took a lot of the stress out of it because we could see where we were, what needed to be done. And every day we worked to get through those and got everything up and running fairly early um, from maybe the 8th of March on. So that has been help. I also obviously have young kids here at home and they keep me grounded. 
Uh, my support of my wife, Julie, uh, has been fantastic throughout this and the family have been very understanding and friends. Going out, poking a bit of hurling with the kids and uh, our football, that's been great. Uh, I also try some mindfulness uh, and meditation, which I've always find helps at a, at a time like this in particular. Uh, but more importantly, maybe for our, our staff, I suppose, uh, who are caring for the residents, for them, uh, we also have some mental health uh, advice and mental health uh, supports available. Uh, we have counselling available uh, for our staff and indeed for residents if we need it. Um, so it's very important that we remain in contact like that with families we spoke about earlier as well. And they are the ones who are really finding it difficult at the moment, I think. And we have been trying to remain in contact with them as much as we can to remind them and send pictures or of family and uh, to assure them of the safety and the welfare of their loved ones, their family members at this point in time. Dearman, you're, you're also trialling software at the moment to monitor the health of staff. Um, tell us about that. How, do, how does that work? Yeah, the COVID remote early warning system, or CREW, uh, was designed or uh, put together by a CERT in UCC under Professor Barry O'Reilly. And they teamed up with 8West Technology and have made this fantastic application, which is of great help to us. So um, essentially, sensor or very small thermometer is placed under the arm um, with a patch and the data from that, the temperature, is read and relayed into the phone and onto the computer of the director of nursing and into the phone of the staff person who will then know if they have a raised temperature and if they wear a wearable device or a Fitbit or one of these uh, wearable devices, uh, it will also do their read their heart rate and collate that data together so that we are best positioned then to say to someone, we're concerned you may be at a very early stage in getting COVID and therefore we think it's safer not to take any risks and to remain off duty at this point in time. Uh, we continue to pay people and have done so from the start for anyone who's isolated. So we don't want people worried about having to stay off. Um, so the crew system is fantastic and we're delighted to be the first nursing home uh, to be trialing it and we look forward to to working with them and ensuring that the results of it prevent anyone from I suppose bringing COVID in to a nursing home it's really I suppose are mostly likely that it's true staff that COVID would come into a nursing home so it's really important that we do everything in our power as a community as a society and as an organization providing care to equip our staff, their families, with everything that will help them to remain safe and to give them, with the help of technology, such devices like this smartphone or the, the crew sensor, sensor device that will help them and others to remain safe during this period of time. Thanks very much, Dermot. In the coming weeks, our experts will deal with questions about coronavirus and the current situation. Send your queries in audio file or text format by email to coronavirus at irishtimes.com. My thanks to Suzanne Brennan, who produced today's podcast, and thanks for listening. Stay up to date with the latest developments at irishtimes.com.